And we welcome you to the Friday Morning Show on WGTD. I'm Gregory Berg. I'm very excited to begin today's program with Katie Koble. Katie Koble is the director of uh, theatrical activities. She perhaps has a fancier title than that at uh, Horlick High School in the Racine Unified School District. But the point of our conversation today is that she is also directing the current production at the Racine Theater Guild, a delightful show called Nonsense, a show which was supposed to open actually last weekend, and the opening had to be postponed. And we'll be talking about that in just a moment. But uh, it looks like uh, the production can begin with performances tonight and perhaps next weekend as well. Fingers crossed. And uh, so I'm excited to be able to speak with Katie Koble for the next few minutes about this production and what it feels like for her to be uh, back at the Racine Theater Guild, not as a performer on the stage, but as the director of this production of Nonsense. Katie Koble, we welcome you to the morning show. Thanks, Greg. Happy to be here. Glad we can have this conversation. Um, Real quick, tell our listeners a little bit about uh, where you come from originally and briefly your professional path that uh, ultimately takes you to this current position that you have at Horlick. Absolutely. So I am born and raised in Racine, Wisconsin, actually, product of Racine Unified School District. And after I graduated from uh, Park in 2005, I went to University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee and the Peck School of the Arts there, where I studied um, theater, excuse me, education, and had a minor in technical theater. And while I was there, I worked for several different companies in Milwaukee. I worked for uh, the now-defunct Milwaukee Shakespeare Company. I worked for In Tandem Theater, Milwaukee Chamber Theater, and Milwaukee Repertory Theater. And from there, as upon graduation, I was offered a, the position at Horlick, where I've been there since 2010, um, and have been the director of theater there. And in 2017, I was actually brought back, and I'm now also a faculty member at University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee Peck School of the Arts, back in my old stomping grounds in the theater department, um, now as a adjunct teaching the future theater educators of Wisconsin. Wonderful. And speaking yeah. of old speaking of old stomping grounds, uh, you also have some history with the Racine Theater Guild, although I don't remember you directing a production before Nonsense, but correct me if I'm wrong, but tell our listeners a little bit about uh, your involvement with the Theater Guild before Nonsense. Yeah, absolutely. I, I tell the joke to people that my, my uh, time at Theater Guild started before I was even a glimmer in my parents' eye, because my parents actually met here um, in the 1980s, and they were very heavily involved in the theater for uh, here for a very long time. Um, and I first did my first production here was in 2003. I was in Honk, and I've been in multiple t- productions here. In 2014, 15 season, I directed Almost Maine here on the main stage, and I've directed six uh, Racine Children's Theater productions, the most recent one being Junie B. Jones, the musical. Very good. And thank you for reminding me about Almost Maine. That's something I <laughs> I so enjoyed that production and uh, you. and what you did with it, but it had slipped my mind that you were the director of it. So I think that's it's terrific. Okay. It, was, it was a while ago, right. but I'm happy to be back. Right. And I, I should think it's really interesting to be uh, on your own old stomping grounds, and of course this is true in a couple of different spheres of your life, uh, but 
in a different role than once upon a time. It's a little different than acting in a production and then things happen and you're gone for 15 years and then you come back and act in something else. That's also kind of a nice uh, return to your stomping grounds, but you're returning uh, in a, with a very different sort of role, a very different sort of responsibility. Yeah, it's what I've really loved about being um, a member of Racine Theater Guild as long as I have is I've had the opportunity to volunteer my time in, I think I've done actually every single production role you can. Um, the only one I believe I have not done is I have not uh, done uh, sound design for a show, but everything else I've done. And it, it has, it's really lovely to come back and to direct a show and to work alongside, you know, some of my friends and people that some of them have watched me grow up, you know, because I've been participating here since I was in high school. And it's just, it's really lovely to come back and to create something together and to be the person kind of leading the ship, um, you know, captaining the ship, doing that. And so it's, it's just really nice to, to come back, and the support has just been outstanding as it always is here. Was it always your intention uh, to be a director or to kind of split your efforts between directing and performing, or is directing the, is, was that an opportunity that kind of presented it itself to you and kind of shifted your, your, your course in terms of what you were most interested in pursuing theatrically? Yeah. So when I went into college, I very much um, was focused on the performing aspect. And I had done some technical theater here and there, but I hadn't really done a ton. My dad was a technical director um, as well and had some technical background with that, but I hadn't really done anything like that. And when I got GWM, um, my sophomore year, I took a directing class. And from there, that class, um, taught by my brilliant directing professor, Jenny Wanasak, was was what kind of lit lit the spark. And um, it created within me this opportunity where I was like, this, this I really enjoy doing because I love as a director to look at something that has been done before and to create something new out of it. And, and that's been, that, that's always been a lovely challenge and just a really exciting adventure that I go on with every production that I direct. So that was really what it was, is I was like, nope, I love, I love directing. And it's the thing that I love to do the most mm -hmm. now. For those of you just joining us, I'm speaking with Katie Koble in this portion of the morning show. Uh, she uh, teaches theater for the Racine Unified School District at Horlick. And uh, she is also uh, directing the current production at the Racine Theater Guild, a production of the musical Nonsense. Katie, uh, for anybody who has never encountered this show, Nonsense, uh, explain to them a little bit about its, its background. I mean, uh, how old a show is this? Uh, is this something that was on Broadway, or is it, uh, does it uh, originate in kind of a quieter corner of the musical theater world? Yeah, so Nonsense was created by by the playwright, um, and it was sort of a love letter to the nuns that had been an integral part of his life um, and an integral part of his educational career. And even if you look within the script, he indicates the the five nuns that you see within the show 
he references the nuns that inspired each of those characters, which is really, I think, quite lovely. And it's it it started and performed off Broadway for a very long time. It's had a lot of uh, touring productions, um, and for a while, it was one of the longest touring or it was one of the longest running productions off Broadway. Um, and it's actually one that you can view online. There's a recording of a production starring actually Rue McClanahan from the Golden Girls as um, Mother Superior, which is quite fun and silly to see her in a different light. So for some, so for someone who's not seen this, uh, explain a little bit about the sort of wacky plot that uh, <laughs> uh, that we uh, that we that we follow through the course of this show. Sure. So nonsense tells the story of five sisters at, of the Little Sisters of Hoboken in New Jersey, who have found themselves uh, needing to raise funds to bury four of their fellow sisters. And the sisters did not die of natural causes. They actually, in fact, passed away because they were poisoned along with um, a number of other nuns within their order by their cook, Sister Julia, child of God. And they die of uh, botulism from a poisoned soup. And so the five nuns that you see on stage are have put together a benefit show um, filled with, you know, songs and dance and comedy and all that sort of thing to raise funds so that they can bury the last four dead sisters. Otherwise, they're going to be in the freezer until the health inspector comes a knocking on the door. Hmm. There are a couple of things about this show that set it apart from your standard play or your standard musical. And I think uh, one of one of the most important is kind of the relationship between these five nuns and their relationship with uh, with the audience. Uh, explain a little bit about what goes on in that respect in Nonsense. Yeah, so what you'll what the audience will see when they come to see the show is that the fourth wall does not exist in this show. Um, the fourth wall we talk about in theater where it's, you know, it's between the audience and the stage and they're viewing it. The audience is brought into the production and is talked to by a couple of the sisters almost immediately um, when the show begins. And so what you see within that is it allows there to be this almost relaxed nature to the evening where you are ready to go along on this kind of evening of song and dance and fun together. And you expect, as an audience member, that you're going to see just a performance. But what ends up happening is, of course, there's hijinks and chaos that ensues and things like that. But what it comes down to and what I love about the story is, yes, there's that comedy, there's the dancing, there's the singing. But at the end of the day, it's also this story of these five women who have dedicated their life to their order, to their vocation, and they have that common thread. And the love that they show each other in different moments throughout the show is is one of my favorite things about, about the, the story and about the production. Towards that end, Casting a show like this uh, is an especially important matter. That is, uh, if you have kind of a big cast, you can have a couple of people that aren't quite up to the task, but they kind of get absorbed in the grand whole of it. But when you have five performers of relatively comparable significance, uh, it really is important to cast uh, a quintet that really hangs together and works well together. 
Yeah, absolutely. What's really outstanding about the cast is each one of them is kind of a powerhouse in their own way. Each of them has a very specific thing that they are very strong at. Um, And, you know, one of them it's comedy and one of them it is their dancing ability and one of it is their singing. But but that said, they all are those triple threats. They all can sing and dance and act. And they, they all are just outstanding in the roles that they do. Because each character, each, each one of the sisters, has their own solo number at least one, some of them two or three. Um, there's tap dancing in the show, which is, I, in my opinion, one of the hardest forms of dance that there is. And it's this big, massive you know, number within the show. And they they really hold their own, and it, it really proves to be an enjoyable experience for everybody. Hmm. I touched on uh, the matter of opening night of this particular production of Nonsense, which was supposed to be last weekend. Uh, explain to our listeners what nece- necessitated the postponement of opening night of Nonsense yeah. at the Racine Theater Guild. Absolutely. So we have been um, following incredibly strict guidelines. We've been following the CDC and City of Racine Health Department recommendations um, and the the Racine Theater Guild policy. Everybody's been fully masked. We've been, you know, doing everything we possibly can. But unfortunately, we had some um, some breakthrough cases of COVID within the cast and crew that forced us to make the incredibly difficult decision that for the safety of not only our performers, our crew, as well as the audience, we needed to postpone the opening by a week. And they're ready to go. They're, I can hear some of them. I'm at the theater right now, and I can hear some of them coming in right now. So, <laughs> I know that uh, there was a, a brief time when it was possible that you would be stepping in <laughs> uh, uh, if, if certain things didn't go right in terms of, of test results and so on. That, that must be kind of an odd sensation to be not only the director, but also uh, presumably uh, one of the primary alternates or understudies should somebody be felled by a, a positive COVID test. Yeah, so we actually had, we had one, uh, one person understudies the youngest young nun, and then I understudied the other four nuns. Um, and we were in a situation where I all of a sudden had to understudy the youngest nun. And, um, I had a brief stint for one, one rehearsal for one act, and then it was proven to not be necessary. And so I am back to just the directing side of things, which while it would have been fun to, to giggle with those ladies on stage, I, I, I definitely for this production prefer to be (laughs) sitting on the directing side of it. And it really is uh, a sign of the the uh, effectiveness of really strict protocols when they are followed strictly uh, that that it can work because uh, the, the 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 case or cases we're talking about remained isolated and it did not fire through the rest of the cast or all through the crew. I mean, as it so easily could if people were not being extraordinarily careful. Just give our listeners a sense of of what kind of protocols we are talking about uh, in terms of keeping the cast and crew as safe as possible while undertaking this production. Yeah, absolutely. So anyone working on the production has to show proof of vaccination um, to our production stage manager and myself um, as the director, whoever the director is for the shows. Um, Unvaccinated people, uh, when they come into the theater regardless, have to wear a mask no matter what. But our audience has to wear a mask 
unvaccinated or not for the entire time that they are in the in in RTG's space. Our actors on stage are only unmasked when they come onto stage. The minute they leave stage, they have masks put back on. Our crew is entirely masked, even though they're vaccinated the entire time. And we are all wearing um, the highest grade masks we possibly can. Everybody's wearing N95s when they're here and we're maintaining social distancing and sanitation and all of that sort of thing. So we're we're being very, very specific and very clear with with what our expectations are on that, because we just want it to be safe and we want everybody to be healthy and we want everybody to be able to enjoy theater and not have that lingering fear, you know, that it's that they're not going to be safe. How difficult has it been to direct this production where uh, for every single rehearsal, for the entire duration of the rehearsal, you are dealing with actors who are masked? Um, what kind of difference has that made for you as a director and for these performers as well? I think that's sometimes a, a complication that, that people don't maybe stop to really fully consider. Absolutely. So, yeah, as you said, we I mean, our entire rehearsal process, everybody was masked. The only space in the theater where people can go unmasked is on the stage. Um, And that is when we are in the theater space. But if we are in the rehearsal space, if we're anywhere else, we have to be masked. And so, you know, it's it's been interesting because the actors, um, one of them teased the other day that their lung capacity has actually increased because they've had to sing and dance, you know, through masks for six weeks. Um, but what it does is it, it forces the actors to use the rest of their body more to get the comedy across. And when they have taken their mask off, when we've gotten into dress rehearsals and they've been able to see the lower half of each other's faces and they all know what each other look like, but when they've been able to do that, it has really, you know, sort of set the spark. But it's given them this nice challenge of exercising their acting chops in a different way and, you know, kind of pushing themselves a little bit farther than they than they normally would have to because they're having to use every other part of their body because their nose and mouth can't be seen um, to, to get the story across and to get the comedy and the humor across. Mm. You certainly have five uh, talented uh, performers, uh, Juliana and Ellie and uh, Robin and Kara and Betty. And I want to just uh, have you, give you a chance to say a word about Kara's presence in this production because this is kind of a special return of sorts uh, for for Kara. Yeah, so Kara uh, performed in... Uh, Racine Theater Guild's first production of Nonsense, where she played Sister Mary Leo, who is the youngest nun. She's the novice. And so this has been a, a return to, and she was also in Nonsense to the, the sequel that Theater Guild did the following year. And so um, this has been a nice return to the material for her. And I think it's been a fun challenge for her just to play a completely different role. And it's a it's a very different as an actor and as a character, it's a very different headspace between Sister Mary Leo and, and Sister Robert Ann. And she she's definitely risen to the challenge and is just doing an outstanding bang-up job. So. Right. So just wanted to make sure people understood that. And this is Kara yeah. uh, Ernst-Schock, who uh, yeah. has uh, done some choreography and, and directing at the Guild as well, but on stage for nonsense mm-hmm. with some very talented castmates, for sure. Uh, a last question. Uh, 
as the name suggests and as the story suggests, this is a story that is uh, essentially about Catholic nuns, five of them. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say to somebody in terms of the way this show treats the whole matter of, for instance, the Catholic faith? Because uh, there are different ways to put a fun show together, including ways that might be uh, a spoof that for some people probably might go too far or cross a certain line towards kind of disrespect or making fun or making light or whatever. And uh, what's your take on the way this show approaches that matter? And uh, I, I, I really want to ask that because there'll be people coming to this who might be sure. devout Catholics, for instance, and uh, uh, it's probably important for them to know what they're going to experience. Absolutely. So um, what I, how I like to put it is that it is a fun but respectful way of sort of poking fun at um, nuns and at um, just the fact that I think what it does is it shows you that nuns are also still people and they still have a sense of humor and they still, um, because I think with any, you know, Catholicism aside, I think with any, with any religion, sometimes there can be this stigma that, well, if they're a leader of a religious um, organization or belief system, that it's sort of, oh, well, no, they're a priest or nope, they're a pastor. And, and I think that this allows it to just sort of let their, you know, let, let their hair down even though you can't see their hair but just to have a fun sort of playful way at it and we have um we have a couple of people in the cast who are catholic and we have some crew members who are catholic and they've been giggling this whole time and so i don't think that there's anything in there that is that is going to be too salacious or anything like that it's all in good fun it's all in good humor it's all in good faith so very good. So there are some seats available, uh, I uh, I assume, for performances this weekend and uh, next weekend. Uh, uh, we hope that those performances, of course, can happen. Um, what do people do if uh, they want to attend Nonsense at the Theater Guild? So what they need to do is they can just call our box office um, and place a ticket order there. Tickets are also available online for purchase. And we did end up adding a show uh, next Sunday night on Closing Sunday. So we're not closing on a 2 o'clock show. We're closing on a 7 o'clock show. So there's five opportunities to see it this weekend and multiple opportunities to see it next weekend. Very good. And at the helm, Katie Koble, director of the Racine Theater Guild's production of Nonsense. Katie, thank you for making time for this interview in what I know is a very, very busy day. And best wishes to you and to the cast and crew of Nonsense. Thank you so much, Greg. Thanks for having me.